being here um, and our desire is that you will make Downey First Christian Church your church home and that you'll make Jesus the Lord of your life and so again thank you for being here um, and if you're here for the first time I would love to meet you we have a guest lounge so you go uh, out this door or out the back door and right right over there so you make a right if you go in this way a left if you go in that way there's a guest lounge and the guest lounge is a little living room the area that we have I would like to personally meet you so if you brought someone for the first time please take them over there and if you're here on your own and you came here for the first time with this church is new to you, please just make your way over there. I would love to meet you. It's going to take about 30 seconds. I'm not going to take a whole lot of time. I just want to be able to meet you, maybe get your name and see how I can serve you. Okay. All right. So Matthew chapter six, Matthew chapter six. If you have your Bibles, please go to Matthew chapter six. Uh, if you don't have a Bible, that's okay. We got the scriptures on the screen. And so Matthew chapter six is kind of a well-known uh, portion of scripture. Uh, but we're going to look at it today, and my prayer is that this will be helpful to you, that you will hear this, and that there will be something that will help you know God better and be able to walk in the way that God has called you to walk. And so that's what we're doing here. This is what we do when we open the scriptures. We want to look at the Bible, and we want to understand who we are, and we want to understand who God is, and we want to understand why we're here. That's why we go into the scriptures. And so... Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 25, says this, Therefore, I tell you, this is Jesus talking, don't, Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds in the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can anyone of you, by worrying Add a single hour to your life. And why worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the fields grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. And if that is how God clothes the, the grass of the fields, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So don't worry, saying, what shall I eat, or what shall I drink, or what shall I wear? For the pagans run after these things. The pagans run after these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first, 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 the kingdom of, of his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And so we're on a series that is called Rest, and we've been talking about rest, and we've been talking about Matthew chapter 11, and it's Jesus calling you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find what? A huge to-do list, all these things you have to do. No, you will find rest, and not just whatever rest. You will find rest for your soul, which is, by the way, the thing that all of us are ultimately seeking is available in Christ. And so I hope this series has been helpful. This is actually the last uh, Sunday of the series. If you want to go back and check out the, the initial messages, you can go to our website, uh, downyfirst.org. All of the messages are there, and so you can look at that if you want. And actually, next week... Uh, we're starting a brand new series. 
And this series, I'm super excited about it. It's called Spiritual Warfare. We're going to be talking about spiritual warfare. And don't be afraid. Don't be scared because I know it, gets a little, it can get a little woo-woo, you know. But don't be scared. What we're going to be talking about is this. Ephesians 6.12 says this. For our struggle, this is the Apostle Paul writing this letter, and he's explaining that, that our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not, a, it's not you against me. It's not my neighbor. It's not these situations. But there's more going on here. But against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil and the heavenly Realm. So the whole idea of the sermon series that's starting next week is this. There's a lot more going on here. There's a lot more going on here. Like, like there's the thing, and then there's the thing behind the thing, right? So there's, there's, uh, there's the relationship issue, but then there's the thing behind the relationship issue. There's the frustration, but then there's the thing behind the frustration. There's the tension, there's the depression, there's the anxiety, but then there is the thing that is invisible, but that is more real than the actual anxiety that is the real thing that as Christians we should address. So we're going to be talking about that starting next week. But uh, today, the title of the message for today is, is The Weight of Worry. The Weight of Worry. And uh, in your growth groups this week, you're going to be talking about the weight of worry. And so uh, if you're in a growth group, this is the topic for this week. Uh, and if you're not in a growth group, uh, you can still sign up for a group. Just go to downyfirst.org, and it's very easy to sign up for a group there. We're going to be unpacking a little bit more what we're talking about today. But we're talking about the weight of worry. I'm going to ask an obvious question. Have you ever been worried? <laughs> Are you worried right now? What has you worried What's keeping you up at night? What are you concerned about? What is that thing that you know that you can't do anything about, but that you just can't stop thinking about? I told my mom to, yesterday, I was texting her, and I told her I'm going to pick on you today. So be ready. She always, she always listens to the messages. And I've talked about this before, but mom, my mom, she, uh, she doesn't, like, when something's, like, if there's something big, she is very proactive, and she takes care of stuff. But, like, with the thing she gets really worried. Um, one of the things that she would always worry about is luggage, like the weight of luggage. Like she would come and visit and it was like four days before she had to travel back and she's like, my luggage, I don't want to have overweight on my luggage. She would check the weight of her luggage. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, it was at least once a day, at least, right? And then she would like add socks and like, we got to weigh it again because I don't want to go over and she would just do this over and over and over again. And then at the end of the day, we would go, you know, to the airport and they would weigh it. And it was fine. It was usually like a couple pounds under. And I would always give my mom a bad time. Like, aren't you glad that you worried so much? I don't know what would have happened if you wouldn't have worried. Like, I think it would have been a problem. And she's like, oh, you're such a jerk. I know that you're right. <laughs> but the, the thing is, we, we always, we, here's, a th here's a thought that we never have. We never think, oh, I'm so glad that I spent the last 24 hours worrying. Like, I'm so glad that, that I had this presentation, I had this conversation, I had this meeting, I had this doctor's appointment. You worried for the 24 hours previous, and then whatever happened, whether it was good or bad, you never look back and say, man, I am so glad that I worried here because that was so helpful. Like, we know that. We understand that worry is a waste of time. This is not new information. But it's so hard to stop. Like, how do we not 
worry. And, and worry is basically this. What if, what if, what if, what if, and we present multiple scenarios in our life, like what if he doesn't recover? What if I can't pay for... Siri is talking to me right now. Be quiet. Um, she let, she, exactly, it's the thing behind the, the watch, right? <laughs> so it's these multiple scenarios that we present ourselves in. It's what if, what if, what if... He doesn't recover. What if I can't pay for the mortgage? What if I don't have enough for retirement? What if I never marry? What if he never calls me back? What if, what if she never calls back? Teenagers, like, like we're worrying about all these things, but we know that it is a waste of time. Again, nobody ever thinks, I'm so glad that I wasted the last week worrying. It's the opposite. Like, why did I worry so much? Like, I just, I worried so much and I don't know why I did it. That's what we think. So basically, worry is this. Worry is wasting time and energy on something you have no control over. It is wasting time and energy over something you have no control over. It is our attempt to be able to grasp and control, to, have, to, have, to grasp control where we have none. That's what worry is. And maybe you're here today, and, and worry is stealing from you. It's taken away your joy. It's taken away your peace. It's taken your ability to be able to sleep well at night. It's taken away your relationships. You're just not yourself because you're just so concerned about these things. But you can't seem to help it. And so this is what Jesus is referring to. He's, he's taught, this is what we just read is part of the Sermon on the Mount, and he's talking to a very diverse audience, and he is addressing the issue of worry. He's talking to them about worry. He just spoke on loving your enemies. He just spoke on prayer. He just spoke on fasting. He just spoke on money. And now he's talking uh, about worry to this very diverse audience. And he says, stop. Stop worrying. He literally says, he says, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't it annoying when somebody just says, just stop. Stop. Like, I'm stressed out. I'm worried. Like, just stop worrying, man. Just stop worrying. Just go for a walk. Go for a run. You'll feel so much better. It makes it worse because you know that that person has no idea what you're going through. It's not that simple. It's not just stop worrying. And it gives the impression like Jesus is doing this. Like, it gives the impression like Jesus is saying, just don't worry about your life. Don't worry about food. Don't worry about clothes. Just stop. So I want to give you a little... Um, like Bible study tool that is very simple, and it's just this. Whenever you, you see the word therefore, some of you guys have heard this before. Whenever you, you see that you read the word therefore, you have to ask, what is that therefore? What is it therefore? So you say, we're therefore, what is it therefore? And so he starts off not just by saying, don't worry. He says, therefore. So when he says, therefore, he's referring to something they, they had already heard in the thing that he said previously. You see, what Jesus is trying to do, what he is doing is he, is he is talking about a topic over and over and over again throughout the whole Sermon on the Mount, and he's trying to, to focus their attention on one underlying theme. So he says it over and over and over and over again, and it's this. It's the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven. And so he's, he's been talking about this. That's why when he talked about prayer, he said, he said your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Generosity, your reward is in heaven. Money, store up treasures in heaven. And then he says, don't worry. And so he wants the same for his audience, and he wants the same for you and me. And so when he says, therefore, 
He is saying, what do we have to say? If, I see, if you see therefore, what do you have to say? What is it there for? Okay? So what is it there for? Because he just said, since you have your minds on the things above, since you understand that there's much more going on here, since you know that your life doesn't end in the grave, since you know that the kingdom of God is the main thing, therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about what you will eat, drink, or about your body, what you will eat. Look at the birds in the air. They do not sow, nor reap, nor, nor store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Because you have put your mind on the things above. And then he talks about nature. He, said, he talks about, aren't you much more valuable than the birds of the air? It's an interesting comparison. Because when you think about animals, they're just being animals. Like, have you ever seen a bird that's, like, worried? Oh, like, what am I going to eat tomorrow? You know, or, like, animals, like, oh, I don't know if I'm fulfilling my purpose in life. You know, they don't do those, those type of things, you know? Or a dog, you know, it's like, oh, man, I hate being a wiener dog, you know? I wish I was a St. Bernard. I get no respect, right? Like, I'll, I'm going to stop. But the truth is, like, the reason why he talks about the birds in the sea and he's talking about nature is this whole idea of they, they're, they're, they're fully content in being what they are and having what they have. They maybe can't address God and say, hey, God in heaven, but they know that there's more going on and that there is something more that is allowing for them to not be concerned or worried about the future. So don't worry. Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Can anyone? Can anyone here, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Well, I know a guy who's 115, and you know how he got there? He worried. Every time he worried, there was one hour added to his life. That's how he was able to get to the age that he would. No, of course not. This is Jesus using hyperbole. He says, we know that worry is a waste of time. Not only do you not add more time to your life, but you rob yourself of living. And so I could, I could present to you today, you know, Three ways or, or, you know, nine different ways of things that you can do in your life to not worry anymore. I could say mindfulness and meditation, deep breathing, practice self-compassion, share your fears with friends and family, practice gratitude, keep an emotional journal, maintain a, constant, a consistent sleep schedule, focus on what you can control, exercise more often. Like, I could say all these things, and these things would probably be helpful to you. I'm not saying don't do this. These things are probably good things. But, but I'm not going to talk about these things because Jesus doesn't. And the reason why Jesus doesn't is because they, are, they may be helpful, but they're not the gospel. And, and Jesus doesn't mess around. Jesus always goes for the main thing. He always goes for the jugular. He, he, he addresses the, the root of the issue. And this is what Jesus says. He says, if you're worrying... You're acting like pagans. He said, you're acting like pagans. He says, because pagans go after these things. And what is a pagan? A pagan is someone who doesn't believe. So when you worry, when I worry, you are acting like someone who doesn't believe. So there's a direct correlation between how much you worry and how much you believe. Worrying is the opposite of believing, or it's an opposite of believing. The more you believe the less you're going to worry. The more you worry, it's because you don't believe as much. 
tell me how much you believe, and I will tell you how much you worry. Tell me how much you worry, and I will tell you how much you believe. So it's this, it's this whole idea of, and Jesus is saying you're acting like pagans. Why? They don't believe, and so they're constantly worrying about these things because they don't believe that I'm actually in control. Um, how are you doing? How am I doing? How's your level of worry today? You may say, no, I believe in God. I believe. I believe in Jesus. He rose from the dead. Great. Great. I was trying to illustrate this and thinking about this story of this uh, teenager who uh, got his driver's license and, and, and passed all the tests and did great, uh, but their parent had never been in the car with them yet. And so the teenager comes to uh, his mom and says, I can drive. Like, I passed all the tests. This is great. And then the mom's like, great. That's so cool. I'm so glad that you can drive now. And so the teenager says, come in the car with me. Let's, let's go together. And she sits there and like, I'm going to do this. And then she starts the car. He's like, no, don't. I'm nervous. Like, I know that you said you learned, but I don't know. Okay, start the car. Okay, start the car. Okay. Oh, be careful because, you know, there's going to be this and there's going to be that. And then you start, and then the, the mom is grabbing the wheel. It's like, no, 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 don't go yet. Okay. Okay, go, go, go. No, stop. Remember all? And so you're all worried. And then the, the teenager is so frustrated and tells his mom, like, you don't believe that I can do this, can you? You're like, no, no, I do believe. No, you don't. You can say that you believe. But until you take your hand off of the wheel and actually let me drive, that's going to be the evidence of whether or not you believe. You see, as Christians, we can say all day long that we believe. But if we're worried and we can't stop trying to grasp, control something that we have no control over, it's because we don't believe that God is actually who he says he is, and we don't believe that God can do the things that he says that he can do. That's, what, that's what, he's, what Jesus is trying to explain here. You see, an excess of worry is indistinguishable from lack of faith. It's really the same thing. They're closely related. He says, Jesus is saying that if you're worried, you're, you're acting like, like, a, like a pagan because they're the ones that are running after these things, after food and drink and, and what, what to wear. And you may say, Pastor, what do you mean? I mean, like, am I, not, am I not supposed to be concerned about these things? Like, I have to take care of myself. I have to take care of my family. Like, how am I going to not be worried about the things that I need to provide for myself and for the ones that I love? And so it's, it's a good question because, because in, the, in the English language, the word worry actually is a close translation. But, but in the English language, the word worry actually can have a positive connotation to it. Like, you talk about worry, and I'm like, yeah, i got to worry about my family. Because i got to provide for them. Yeah, i got to worry about my job because I have to keep my job. But in the original Greek, the word is pronounced something like merimnao, which means anxious, it means distracted, and it means divided. There's no positive side to it. It's all negative. So, so if you're anxious and you're divided, he's saying don't do this. Because the pagans are anxious and the pagans are divided and they're worried about all these things. It's this whole idea of having multiple things and not just one thing. And so Jesus is trying to bring you to one thing. And that one thing is himself. And that one thing is the kingdom of heaven. What he's doing is this. He's, he's, he's calling you to reorganize your priorities. 401k, that's fine. But the kingdom first. 
Okay? Mortgage, you got to worry about your mortgage, but the kingdom first. Um, family, you got to worry about your family, but kingdom first. Business, dreams, projects, all great, but the kingdom first. That's what he's saying. He's saying don't be divided. It's one thing. That's the one thing that we're looking at over and over again. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It's not about being irresponsible. It's about having things in the proper order. There's nothing wrong with um, these different things. But the promise that Jesus makes us as a result, the promise that Jesus makes, makes to us as a result of putting things in the proper order, meaning the kingdom of heaven first, is that everything else will be added as well. Everything else will come into place. I told you I was going to pick on my mom again. So my mom taught me how to ride a bike. She doesn't know how to ride a bike. My mom taught me how to dive. She doesn't know how to dive. But she taught me how to do, do both things. And I was remembering the time when she learned, she taught me how to ride a bike. Probably still told the story before. Riding the bike, and I kept falling. Tried to ride the bike, kept falling, I kept falling, I kept falling. And then my mom identified the problem. She's like, the problem is you're looking at the front wheel all the time. You're just looking at that wheel, you know, and you're just like, hey, I'm going to fall, I'm going to fall. She says, don't focus on that wheel. Just look out until where you're going. Basically, don't look at where you are. Look at where you're headed. And, I, and it just kind of like, oh, it kind of became easier. You know, my surf instructor told me the exact same thing that my mom told me. When I kept falling off that board, he was like, you just you keep looking down. He's like, pick a house, these these beautiful beachfront properties. I was looking out at them, and I'm like, man, wouldn't it be great to live in one of those, right, <laughs> as I'm falling over. But it was so helpful to look out in front of me. And it's this whole idea of when you're looking down, listen to this. This is when you're looking down, and you're looking at everything that could go wrong, and that you could fall, or, or in your life, you're looking at the problems that you're going through. What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Well, they say, no, look up. Look at the kingdom of heaven. Look up. Look at Jesus. Look at what he did for you. Look at where you're going, not at where you're at, because all these things are, are distractions. And when you look at Jesus, which is the only thing that is real in your life, the only hope that we have, and you look out there, you will realize that everything else will fall into its proper place because you're looking and you're prioritizing your life correctly. You see, worry is is really lack of faith is what it is because God is in control. What if he doesn't recover the mortgage, all these things? Um, so my question to you today is, do you believe Jesus is who he says he is and do you believe he can do what he says that he can do? That's the real question here. It's not a guilt trip. I promise you, this is an invitation into a better way of living your life. Is putting your eyes on the things above, on heavenly things, on the things that are eternal. So I'm going to end with this. Um, that was timed perfectly. I will end with this. That's, that was beautiful. That's when this is when the Holy Spirit starts to show up. You know, we get a little bit more. I don't know. It works. We don't have to do it, but it just kind of brings us to a close and creates a, a transition. It's not a. It's not a. What's the word? Like a manipulation tool. It's just nice. You know, um, that was really good timing there. Life expectancy in California is uh, 76 for men and 80, 76 for, for men and 82 for women. Life is short, 
And uh, as pastors, we, have, we get a front row seat to, uh, to a lot of suffering and a lot of death. We probably do about a half dozen funerals every year. And uh, it becomes very evident, the fragility of life. Um, and I, wanna, I want us to think about this a little bit. So if you could bring that to me real quick. Thank you. So James uh, 4.14 says this. Thank you. He says this, why you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. So that's you. Bye. Nice to meet you. Nice to see you. Um, you work out. Okay, maybe a little longer. There you go. It's gone. I, would, I saw a TikTok the other day that said, did you know that if you eat well, exercise, and get enough sleep every night, you're still going to die? <laughs> you see, Jesus wants for all of us to understand this. He wants us to understand the finitude of life. He wants us to understand that the kingdom is eternal. It's about above. It's not about down here. Someone once said, don't unpack here. We haven't arrived yet. You know where you're headed. Put your faith in Jesus. He who knew no sin became sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. He paid for that. And we have access to that. Set your minds on those things. The apostle Paul got this. This is uh, Philippians chapter 1. He was waiting in prison for possible execution. Just try to think about that. And he says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. What shall I choose? I don't know. It's great here. I mean, it's, it's hard here, but I, I die, it's going to be even better. But if I stay, I can keep preaching. So I'm kind of divided between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. Paul is saying, I'm good. I'm good. I have no concerns because I know what I'm doing here and I know what's going on here. Philippians chapter 4 says that Paul found the secret of being content no matter what. And so, so what brought Paul to this point? What was it? Was it that he had no reason to worry? He was in prison waiting to be executed. Mm -mm. So he found the one thing. He had his eyes on the kingdom of heaven. He had his whole life ordered correctly. So, so how, are you, how are you doing? How are you doing today? How's your worry level? How are you sleeping at night? What are the things that are concerning you right now? The invitation today is, is very clear. Is since we know that the kingdom of heaven is available to us and we know where we're going, that we shouldn't worry. Hey, life is good and bad, always. It's like this. The only one who, who never changes is God. So what are we going to hold on to? Circumstances or the one who never changes? That'll give us stability and it'll, it'll, it'll bring peace into our lives. And so what I want to do now is if we can bow our heads for a moment, close our eyes. This is a moment between you and God. And I'm going to ask if there's anyone here that just needs specific prayer. Like you're, you're, there's something right now that is just weighing you down. Um, just no, nobody looking around. Just raise your hand and put it right back down. I'm just going to pray. I'm going to do a prayer over you. Amen. 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 
Amen. Amen. Amen. And so, Lord God, we present this to you this morning. We thank you, God, because you give us hope. We thank you, Jesus, because you paid for our sins. We thank you, God, because we have no reason to worry. Because we know where we're headed. And I pray that in those moments when we're just overwhelmed by worry, looking around and looking down, looking at earth and all the things that could go wrong, and putting, us, putting ourselves in all those scenarios, I pray in the name of Jesus right now, especially for the hands that were raised, because each of those hands represents someone who's going through something specific that they need to give up to you. Lord God, if, it's, if there are people here that need to give up their teenage son or daughter into your hands, if, there's, if there are people here who need to give up their financial crisis to you right now, all these worries, someone is sick in your family and you're so worried and you want to give up that worry, do that right now. Things that you're concerned about, like your life isn't where it, you thought it would be at this point, give that up. Let's reorder our lives. Let's put our minds on things above. Let's look up. Look at our destination, not at where we're at right now. Let's give up all these worries. Lord God, I pray that you'll help us to do this this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.